CFF presents 1% Better, a podcast about CrossFit, nutrition, coaching, mindset, and community. Join us as we embark in casual conversation to shed light on what life is like within these black and yellow walls. With episodes coming at you every Monday, you can follow along with Coach Whitney and Taryn as we talk shop about all things CFF. What episode? We didn't look what episode we're on. 19. I'm going to guess 19. I'll check. No. What do you think it is? I think it's episode 18. No, it's 19. $5. Do you want to bet $5? Coffee. We'll bet a coffee. I can take a coffee. You can't use a coffee card. Whew. Are you taking that bet? Did you really press record? People don't want to listen to this. I did press record. (laughs) Okay. End this. No. This is good. This is 19. I was right. All right. I owe you coffee. There you go. Okay. Episode 19. Cozy on up. It's story time. <laughs> Coach Taryn's gospel. Is it that kind of day today? Maybe. It might be. I don't know. Let's see where this one goes. What are we talking about today? Um, Coming to the gym when maybe you don't want to because you're don't- injured or you're grumpy, or there's something that you don't think you can do, but you really should come to the gym regardless. I've heard that a lot in the last week, actually. All of those reasons? Uh, yes. And then the varying forms of why they didn't come or why they did come and what the result of that was on both scenarios. Well, that's a good topic then. Yeah, I guess so. Okay, so first one, not coming to the gym or coming to the gym because you're injured. Yes. Should you stay home? You know what? This isn't as black and white as it might seem. Okay. I'll give you that. Why? Well, it just, I'm going to go with, it depends. Okay. Like, (laughs) did this injury happen yesterday? And what kind of injury is it? And, you know, what's going on? I would like a little bit more details before I make my concession, but at the end of the day, nine times out of 10, my answer is going to be come anyways, because if you have an injured foot, well, you have one good leg and two good arms. <laughs> You're laughing, but that's my line, but it's I the truth it though. Yep. We can work around everything and anything. And you and I know that I'd say most of our members know that maybe not necessarily the new ones, So why do you think people opt not to come in when they're injured? Well, usually the doctors are prescribing some kind of rest, which Mm -hmm. is fair. Mm -hmm. Um, But I counter argue that with getting moving, you know, in different forms and capacities allows blood to circulate through your body, which will bring fresh blood and new nutrients to the injured area, which will help with healing properties. So that's always my counter argument. Um, Secondly, wait, what was the question? Oh, why they're not coming when they're injured? Yeah. I think that's the first one. And secondly, I'd say because people are too scared to ask for modifications or don't, or they feel like they're being a burden when they have to do something different or they have to request something different. And can I add on to that, that not even necessarily that they feel like a burden, but they don't like being different than the rest of the class. I hear that one sometimes too. Yeah. Like they feel like they're not even singled out, but because they're not doing the same thing. doesn't feel included or inclusive or whatever the right word for that is. Yeah. Which I can appreciate that. 
you know, especially when you're new and you're just kind of getting into things and like the whole thing is so group orientated, but like at the same time too, the other people don't really care that you're doing something different. Like you're all there sharing in this experience together and you're suffering too, even though it looks like something different. Mm -hmm. So that one really is null. (laughs) Yeah, I know. That one always makes me laugh. (laughs) (laughs) Like nobody's paying attention to you. It's okay. And they're probably just happy that you're here and they probably give you credit for being here because I'm sure there's a point in time where they have chosen not to come for that exact same reason. But yet here you are doing something different or... Yeah, I just, I think that one's a little silly. You know, and we've had all kinds of injuries, like things where people are just actually incapacitated and just cannot use that joint. Mm -hmm. Things like a torn Achilles where you're in a boot and you just Mm -hmm. had surgery not too long ago. We've had people with hernias, so things that are not so obvious um, on the outside, Mm -hmm. still complete work. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's no different than... Well, I mean, some people right away might get all knee jerked about that. Like, why is this person in the gym lifting weights? Well, they're not lifting weights like 100% one RM type of thing. No. But in real life, they're doing things in real life too. And nobody says anything just because it looks like them picking their heavy beach bag off the ground versus a dumbbell in the gym. Yeah. You know, so um, that one's null. <laughs> <laughs> We're just myth busting today. <laughs> not story time, myth busters. <laughs> Um, so the other one being like people feeling that it's a burden to ask the coach that or was be my next question, you know, and yeah. I, and I, and arguably in all the NSIs that I've been doing lately, that's been something that's come up in conversation. Well, they don't want to be an added trouble to the coach having to modify for them all the time. And like, that's our job. Yeah. You know, it's our job to find something that's going to work for you, whether you just don't have the fitness or skill level to do that movement or you're actually injured and incapacitated and can't do that movement. Like it doesn't matter. That's our job. Well, yeah. And I'm going to, I was going to say like, we're making modifications and scaling and doing stuff, whether you're injured or not. Yeah. Like if you look at a workout and what people are actually doing nine times out of 10, it doesn't look the exact same as how it's written. And like, even before we've even gotten to that class, the injuries and modification stuff is already written in our lesson plans and we're accounting yeah. for that regardless. So, mm-hmm. you know, we're making that plan for you before you even know that we're making that plan. Yeah. Like that's being creative and on the fly like that, that's part of our job. And that what makes, you know, the coaching ability so great is that we can offer that and we will provide that for you, you know, as opposed to, going into another style of gym or something and just being like, Oh, well you got a sore shoulder. Maybe you shouldn't be at the gym. Yeah. And that's poor because you know what? You still can be doing things. You just need to know how. Yeah. So let's say I'm injured and I've chosen to come to class. Good for you for coming to class. What do I do? Did you just pat yourself on the back. I did. I was going to actually in real life. Um, what do I do? walked in the door. I've chosen to come to class. Like the very first thing you need to do is open that communication line with the staff Mm -hmm. because you know, you might have seen the same staff member for the last couple of classes, or maybe you have, they may have only spoken to me about it. And while we do our best to share the information with our staff, you know, the amount of people that we see in a given day, it's easy to just let that minor detail escape us. Mm -hmm. You know, we're human beings and we're probably seeing a hundred people in a day. So, you know, we're going to forget so we just need that that communication line just reopened, you know, like, hey, it's there's back squats on the board and my knee is bothering me. What else can I do? Yeah. And then, you know, the coach is going to ask you a series of questions and then you just give your honest feedback because that helps us build the best step forward after this based on what we know you can and can't do. 
And, you know, we're asking you certain questions like to try and find out if it's a load related issue, or maybe it's a range of motion related issue, or maybe it's a combination of both. And by getting that honest feedback from you, that helps us, you know, eliminate and, you know, the next sort of set of movements or, you know, our next action plan with what we're going to do with you based on your answers to those questions. Um, but at the end of the day, we can't read your mind. So if you don't open that communication line, we have no idea. And the worst thing you can do is try and hide that and fight through that instead of being open and honest about it. Yeah. yeah because then the conversation becomes the day after or the <laughs> two days after it's like, I can't come to the gym now. Cause I've totally destroyed X, Y, Z, whatever was hurting you. Yeah. Now you're could have, way worse off yeah. than if we could have worked around it, you know? Yeah. And that conversation needs to happen like before class or like right after the whiteboard brief when people are going to get. A yeah. When the coach something. says, Hey, go get this, this, and this, that's what you need for the, the workout. Like this is the time when you go up to the coach and be like, okay, well I can't be doing this. Like, you know, nine times out of 10, I'm telling them like, Hey, that's okay. We're going to get warmed up and we're yeah. going to work our way through the warm up. And as things come up, just give me a head nod or let me know. And then, mm-hmm. you know, I'll fix it as we go. Yeah. Instead of like, unless I know for sure that it's going to be something that you can't do. Like if you literally cannot use your arm and there's pushing and pulling, yeah. that's, then cool. We'll address that before we even start. But yeah. you know, if it's, you have the range of motion, then we're going to work through this warm up because yeah. you know, there might be a chance that by the time you get warmed up and you bring some fresh blood to that area, you might be feeling better than when you walked in and that's okay. Then now we can progress forward instead of totally avoiding it. Yeah. And maybe you don't know what exactly causes that irritation, but that warm up gives you that chance because all the time our warm up is building up to the actual movements in the workout. So it gives you, you that feedback and us as coaches, the feedback of this is good, this is bad. Um, and then that also helps us modify. And like, as soon as we can get away from that stigma that like, Oh, I'm hurt. I can't go to the gym. My back is sore. I can't go to the gym. Like you just, you need to understand that there are a thousand other things that you can be doing, but laying on the couch and avoiding those thousand things is probably the worst thing you can be doing. Laying on the couch, sitting in your work chair at work. Like those are the things you shouldn't be doing. Like being mobile and active, like that's the stuff you need to be doing and finding a way to work through that just so that you can keep the area mobile and keep bringing good blood or fresh blood to the area to help bring nutrients. Like that's how we start the healing process. But laying on the couch and avoiding it, that's probably like the worst thing you can be doing. So are you saying I shouldn't go to work when I'm injured? <laughs> Disclaimer. <laughs> that's, what I, that's what I took from that. <laughs> Disclaimer, that is not what I'm saying. I feel like I got a nagging shoulder injury that might flare up tomorrow morning. <laughs> um, yeah, but no, you're totally right. And I think too, that laying on the couch, woe is me, I'm injured, I can't come not only does that affect the healing process, but that then hinders your mindset. And okay, wait, I got to take a step back. Like that is injury um, dependent. You know, if it was somebody with like a okay, fresh yeah, concussion, yeah. Yes. Yeah, I'm not going to say, Hey, then come you to should the gym. Be laying on the couch. Yeah. That's something different, <laughs> but like, yeah, it, you know, on a case by case basis, nine out of 10 of them, I'm going to tell you to be here. So if a member is questioning whether or not they should come, should they reach out? Yeah. And ask? Yeah, totally. And nine times out of 10, we're going to tell them to come. Exactly. Yeah. And, and again, this, the benefit that you have from our staff, you know, to our members is, you know, I have an athletic therapist background, which I 
you know, I give that education and that information to my staff so that they then can um, pass on the same information as well or educated conversation too. It's just like, we have a different level of understanding of what's going on, you know? So when you go to the doctor and the doctor gives you, you know, you have a skeletal muscular injury and they tell you just rice, rest, ice, compression, elevation, there's more to it than that. Like, you know, come to the gym. That's my jam. Like that's my expertise. That is an area that I am an expert in. Please come. Let me have that conversation with you. And I will tell you what you can and can't be doing and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Now that's something that you have a benefit to you. So, you know, open that communication avenue. That's the first step, no matter what. Yeah. But then, okay. So you're saying, so mindset. Yeah. Well, cause oftentimes you get injured and this switch automatically flips to, I can't do this. I can't do that. I can't go to the gym. I can't blah, blah, blah. Like the list goes on and on, but yet people come to the gym to get out of that negative mindset. So when you are injured, making those modifications and just getting in the door to even just help with your mindset is huge. Totally. Um, I'm also going to, I'm going to take it sort of another direction too, is that when you do open your mind to all the modifications and Mm -hmm. things like that, that, you know, your perspective changes that, okay, I'm here and I'm going to focus on what I can do. Mm -hmm. The more you keep your mindset open or your mind open on those types of things, the more encouraging it gets and the more your confidence starts to build Mm -hmm. in that, you know, at least you're controlling the things that you can control. Mm -hmm. And that's the conversation that I have to have, you know, numerous times with not only the clients in this gym, but some of my more, you know, my PT clients or my remote clients when things go wrong and, you know, we have to change the programming to more of a rehab style stuff. Like, you know, there's a few people in here that have been modifying stuff for years because there's been, you know, some nagging things that just haven't got fixed or get worse, get better, get worse, get better type of thing. And I mean, that type of tenacity, like that is, that is awesome. That is so good on you because you could have stopped and quit long ago, but you opened your mind and focused on what you could control and capitalized on that. And so that's fine. Now you're making gains in other areas, or at least you're working through rehab stuff to help whatever's going wrong. Again, controlling what you can control, opting for the couch and avoiding it and getting caught in that negative feedback loop of, I can't do this. I can't do that. Like really not doing anything for yourself. Like at that point you've just conceded and you're not, you're not controlling anything. And yet you have so much stuff. And you know, and even if you do get to a point where you're totally incapacitated and like you, like say you have a fresh concussion and you can't be coming to the gym, there are still things within your control. We talk about sleep. We talk about nutrition, like nutrition first and foremost, because if you want to preserve the things you have worked so hard to get in the gym, that's where you do it at home. You know? So the other 23 hours of your day, what are you doing with those 23 hours? If you're going to lay on the couch and eat chips and eat chocolate and watch Netflix all day, like, you know, there are so many better options or better choices you can be making. And when we talk nutrition specific, wow, I'm really on a tangent here. You just go keep going. This is a soapbox episode. It's just like when we talk about nutrition and injuries, like what we are consuming becomes so important to the healing process. So if you're sitting there eating all that processed junk and all that shit like that, like, you know, this is the point where you should be reaching out to be like, Hey, what can I do with my nutrition? I need some help and guidance. Let's work on my nutrition while I'm caught up here at home and you know, whatever. So my best example right now is somebody who hurt their knee running the other day. 
And, you know, a very common thing that can happen no matter where you are, whether you get out in the parking lot in your car, or you step off a curb, you know, this individual happened to get hurt just jogging down the road doing a 400 meter run. And now they're, you know, caught up. They can't, they're on crutches, whatever, can't be in here. And that's fine. But they have taken full control of their nutrition and are dialing it in 100% or being incredibly compliant about it. And that is huge. That's huge for the rehabilitation process. That's huge for the healing process. And then like, you're now not wasting this time just being like, oh, whatever. Like I can't go to the gym. So let's just throw the towel in. Like I'm going to eat whatever. I'm just going to lay on the couch. And all of a sudden you're like 20 steps even further behind than when you left off. Are you done? (laughs) (laughs) But I'm right. Like you are absolutely hundred percent. And I think if you do those steps, um, whether it be dialing in that nutrition or coming and making modifications when you are recovered, that sort of comeback, so to say, is going to be a whole lot easier than if you just waited till you felt a hundred percent to get back to things. Totally. And I also find that people with injury, when they have to pull back from the weights and they have to spend more time using lighter loads, their technique and like everything just becomes so much better. And that ends up helping them in the long run. Again, too, like there's huge things that can come from being injured and having to go like back to the basics. And that I was gonna I was gonna take my soapbox speech this direction too, but like we're such a we're such an instant gratification type of society. And it's just like as soon as you get that setback and you don't see those things benefiting you right away, then you question why you're even doing them. Mm -hmm. So you don't want to do them because they're not rewarding you right away. Like focusing on your nutrition or focusing on your technique at lighter loads. Like you don't get to see those benefits tomorrow when you wake up, they show up six, eight months down the road when you've been working really hard at them for a long period of time. And it's not until then that you understand the importance of it, but that's just how we are as a society. And it's, you know, it's unfortunate. And uh, us as coaches, you know, we know that and we understand that, but you can only preach it so much, you know, we need them to trust us. Yeah. And so again, it just comes back to having that first conversation at the beginning. Mm-hmm. So then when I'm like starting to feel better recovered from my injury, what should that kind of process look like when I'm starting to get like, say my, our member with the knee thing, say that that gets healed and is feeling better. How do they now begin to get back to quote unquote normal? Can we hit full range of motion first? Like that is always the first thing. And if that means that we got to work unloaded for a while, just to work through the full range of motion of the movements, fantastic. Like, I don't care, you know, that you hurt your knee and you want to start doing front squats right because you feel better and you can walk. No, like we got to make sure that we can hit an air squat hundred percent with perfect technique before I give you a barbell and we make them front squats or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then once you can hit full range of motion, then we'll start to add some loading. And the thing about this is like, it might feel great in the moment, but it might actually hurt you later on in the night. You know, while you're trying to sleep, you can't sleep because it hurts too much or you notice it the next day. So there, you know, we got to kind of play it slowly and watch what happens over the next day or two to make sure that we're not picking away at the scab. Yep. And I've used that reference with a lot of people over the years is that just because you feel awesome right now, like we can't just throw a bunch of shit on and lift it and then find out two days later that we're back at square one, if not a couple steps, but yeah, worse. Yeah. 
Well, I think that goes back to your instant gratification comment, right? It's like you wake up one day and the knee feels great. So you're coming to the workout that has running and squats and everything feels fantastic. And then you end up back to square one, like you said. For sure. Yeah. Okay, let's jump back to mindset on those days where you are in a bad mood and you're signed up for a workout and you want to go hit cancel. As we were like planning sort of our guide for this episode, you know, we were talking about like different individuals that we've spoken to or have worked with, Mm -hmm. you know, that we've seen come in right in the middle of this situation and what happened thereafter. And I think one of the interesting points that you and I discussed was like, a new member versus a veteran member going through this exact same experience. And it's like the veteran member will show up and complete the workout. Yeah. Because they know, and it's taken them years and efforts to get to that point to understand that this place will make you better if you let it Yeah. versus when you're new and fresh and you're like, Oh, I'm not, I'm not having it today. I'm just going to hit cancel. And you don't understand what you're missing other than just a workout. And it takes a little bit to get there. Um, you know, when you start from the very basic physiological level, exercise is an endorphin releaser. So right there should be your number one reason that I know that as soon as I'm going to exercise, I'm going to start to feel better just from a physiological level, because your body is happy. Mm -hmm. It's happy that it's moving. It's doing what it needs to do. So it's going to give you all those good, feel good hormones. So first and foremost, that secondly, you've got a great group of people surrounding you. So not only the members, but the coaches, and I'm just going to, I'm going to kind of turn it around and give you the behind the scenes sort of from a coaching perspective to our listeners. But like one of the very first things we're doing when you guys walk in the door, even before we've, ad- we start our, Hey, come to the whiteboard speech is we're assessing what kind of mood you guys are in. And that's going to kind of evolve the way that we're going to take this class, you know, from a simple perspective of like the 6am is a different approach versus the 4:30 PM class how we approach that as a coach. But then when you take it to an individual level, you know, if I've got somebody that walks in and I know they're having a shitty day, like I am, I'm going to do my best to make sure that person has the best out of their day. So I've taken that role on that or that responsibility on personally. Mm -hmm. So that's one thing, but then you've got these other 15 people in the class that, you know, sense that too. And while not everyone may step up, but most of them will. Mm -hmm. And that's the cool part is like, you don't even have to tell them that you're having a shitty day. People pick up on that. Mm -hmm. And because they've been in that same situation, they're going to know and they'll, you know, they'll work extra hard to make sure you're having a good time too. Maybe it's just something small, like somebody buddying up with you or giving you some advice during the workout that, you know, maybe you just didn't want to ask a coach or something like that, mm-hmm. or, you know, some just simple, like uh, this cool experience that we had a couple weeks ago in a four thirty class, two new members working across from each other on the rig. And, you know, one was struggling to do some toast to bar and the other one jumped up there and started coaching her along with her, like counting her reps along with her, doing the reps along with her. And that person had a fantastic hour just because this person took it upon themselves to carry this person along with them. Mm-hmm. So there's just little small things like that. And then all of a sudden you end up finishing the workout and being like, damn, I feel good. Like, A, I worked out, I moved. B, these people are awesome. Mm-hmm. The coaches are awesome. Like best hour of my day. And that's usually how it goes. If you walk out of here still feeling shitty, then somewhere or something went wrong. And I want to know about it because if anything, my coaches didn't do their job or I didn't do my job, you know, because at the very end of it, that's our responsibility to make sure you have a good time. Oh, you got me fired up here. This is real high today. <laughs> I'll get you a ladder to climb down. 
just clearly pretty passionate about this. I just, the gym is such a good positive place to be. And we get so caught up in our own heads all the time. And if you're going to press cancel, just because something shitty happened in your day, you're losing an opportunity for something real great to turn that around for you. Mm-hmm. And, if, and if worst case possible, it doesn't do that for you, but Hey, you were active. You got some movement yeah. in your day yeah. and that's better than sitting on the couch, watching Netflix, eating ice cream. Yeah, for sure. And I think too, and I've used this approach in parts of my life, like outside of the gym, but you're in a bad mood, come in and like give yourself the task of making somebody else's day better. Like like stop focusing on yourself for like an hour and like go be that person who jumps up and helps somebody with their toes to bar or partners up with them. Like, or reach out to somebody before class to chat with them. Like that can instantly turn um, your attitude around when you help someone look towards somebody else and make their day better. Again, too, I think it takes a certain type of individual to put themselves in that spot, but it doesn't mean it can be, it can't be a learned behavior. No, absolutely. And I think it, like you said, learned behavior takes time and it doesn't have to be an effort. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be huge off the get go, but like, Hey, just stop thinking about yourself and how shitty your day is and go make somebody else's day better. I think I'm going to go another direction with this too, is that how you said, like, stop thinking about yourself for a second, like leave your shit at the door. I was going to bring that up you because you then you come into the, to the gym and you start putting that on other people. Like I get it. There's times and places yes, where you want to sure. talk about it and yep, have the advice of, of everything. But if you are hanging on to that for the entire hour, you're ruining that hour for other people that are here who have left their own shit at the door. And, and I think I thought of that as you were saying, hey, if you leave still in your grumpy mood, let us know because we didn't do our job. You also have to do your job of leaving that at the door and coming in with that mindset of I have an opportunity here to enjoy my time with these people, get a workout in, sweat, listen to like music and, and just have a good time. But if you're not going to be open to that, then it's going to be a struggle. For everybody involved. For everybody. Yeah. And it doesn't mean I'm not going to try, but I need you to try too. Yeah. And it's not to say that you can't have a day where it's like that. Like by all means, we've all had those days where we just can't be in that headspace and that's fine. We still want you here. But if you find that that is happening more and more, or you keep leaving in that, still that negative headspace, maybe look at yourself a little bit where you can, what you can do. Totally. Um, Oh, there's something on the workout that I can't do or don't like, do I cherry pick and not come? I've done that before. Actually, no, I didn't. That's a lie. I was going to do that. Like before you were a coach? Yeah. Oh, like when I first started, I'm pretty sure I canceled, talked to myself about it, and then re-signed back up for the class. (laughs) And guess what? I got my first rope climb that day and I linked Also together. got an infection that yeah. day from the rope. That's another <laughs> podcast episode. <laughs> Lost my ability to walk for a week. Um, and I also strung Taylor some double unders that day. All because I, I came even though I could not, I didn't think I could do rope climbs and I couldn't do double unders. Okay, let me hear your take on this and then I'll give you my take. Okay, go. No, I oh. said, let me hear your oh. take. <laughs> so you, okay, go. So how are you going to coach somebody through that? Well, I tell that story. 
Because honestly, how are you going to ever get better at it if you don't come in and try? And we can modify stuff and we have so many scaling options to help you get better at it that you have to give yourself that opportunity to try. And man, I love rope climbs now. All because that one day, don't give me that face. She just made a face. I like rope climbs with my legs, not legless. <laughs> it's a difference. Yeah, I think like if you're constantly running away from things that you don't like, then you're never going to get better at them. You know what, what my answer is? Oh, God. No, it's one sentence. How you do anything is how you do everything. You didn't make that up. You know that, right? <laughs> no, but it <laughs> okay. applies to this. It does. If you cherry pick something like this, chances are you cherry pick other things in your lifestyle. Ooh, this. I feel like we should just stop right there. This is deep. Okay, climb back up on that soapbox. Go. Okay, but really, like, chances are you avoid difficult situations in other areas of your life. And will you ever problem solve those areas if you don't address them? Probably not. CrossFit, just like a black box. You never know what you're going to get. My soapbox is black. With yellow polka dots. <laughs> okay, but really, no. How you do anything is how you do everything. And I use that a lot because it's very, very true. And if somebody's going to cherry pick every time you see running come up because you're not a runner, you're never going to get better at running. Oh, and also when you hate something, I think we've talked about this on another episode When you hate something, the answer is not to do it more, I guess, which doesn't really fit to cherry picking, but like, I, I swear I've told this rowing story before that I used to hate rowing. So one, before we even had the gym, I programmed a rowing workout for 30 days straight every day of a month. It was the dumbest thing I've ever done because I didn't get better at rowing or like it more. I actually got worse. I hated it more because really I needed to learn how to row properly. That was my problem. And once I learned proper rowing technique, then it all came together. So that's not always the answer either. Go and do it more. But hey, don't cherry pick it. <laughs> <laughs> how you do anything is how you do everything. That's, that's my thing today. I guess that kind of applies to like everything that we've talked about today. Don't avoid shit. Don't avoid stuff just because it's difficult. I'd probably say shit on this episode more yeah, than more you than have I ever have. said it in combination. No, I don't think so. Mark this one explicit. <laughs> oh, gosh. No, <laughs> hey, oh, uh, speaking of that, just to go on like a super big tangent, we did choice words the other day for a score, and somebody asked if they could use a swear word, and I said no because we had the kids coming in. And she said to me, well, you say it on your podcast all the time. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, well, kids aren't listening. And she's like, you never know that. Actually, they are. <laughs> and I was like, kids well, listen. well, that is not my responsibility. That is yours as a parent. So we will continue to say words like that until we get told we can't. <laughs> but I just thought it was so funny that she called me out on it, seeing as I say it on the podcast. We got dirty mouths, I guess. We're just getting the week out and getting ready to start a new one. All right. So we talked about injuries still coming, keeping that conversation route open. Being in a bad mood, still coming. Trying to make others' days better and not cherry picking. Not cherry picking and still coming. So the 
like the yeah. common denominator Moral out of, of all of that is still come. <laughs> still come. No matter what. Do you ever have those days like where you don't want to come? Like, like not even as not as a coach. Literally have lived but... it for the last five months. No, but it, like that has been a very real thing for me for a long time. I'd probably say the last like the last two years of my competitive career, I battled with that on the daily. And probably in the last five months, I've battled with it on the daily. And the, the hard part for me is a little bit different. You know, we spend so much time here mm-hmm. and especially as a business owner, I cannot escape this. Like, it's not like a nine to five where you punch out at five and that's it. You go home and you worry about your own shit, right? Like when you own a business, it's 24 seven all the time. And even when I do try to shut off from it, I'm still doing gym things or thinking about gym things. Like this is my livelihood. So then I need to take off the coach hat and take off the business owner hat and put on the athlete hat. That's tough. And especially when I've been working out on my own, it's even tougher, I'd say. And for the last two years of my competitive career, I'd probably say that that was what brought me to ending it was I just got tired of having to fight this every day. It was so mentally draining. And for me, jumping in with the class, well, A, booking myself in for a class, first of all, is the accountability that I need. B, then being in the class and being immersed with the people helps me remember why I love this so much. And once I can be reminded of that, then I'm good to go for a little bit. You know, it was tough here over COVID because we spent so much time here. Like, you know, we're doing Zooms, but then like we're also sitting here working. Mm -hmm. It's tough to then put your computer down and get up and put your shoes on and just go and hit a workout. Like Mm -hmm. it's, it's, you can't separate the two. And I guess that's kind of how I feel right now, a little bit burnt out, you know, just because I'm here all the time. I'm doing NSIs, we're coaching at my home, doing business stuff. And it's like, I really don't want to think about CrossFit right now. Like I just want an hour to not think about CrossFit and that's okay. Right. Like it's okay. But I know that when I get in this, this sort of jive that I need to jump in with the class and then I'm good for a little bit. Mm -hmm. And so some of the times when you see me in the class, that's usually why it's like, you know, and I'm doing my own workout stuff. Like I got my own goals, you know, with my referee career and things like that, that I have to do some different things for. So it's not like I'm avoiding the classes, but like most of the times it doesn't work out just because I'm coaching them. But when I do get the chance, that's what I know I need to do personally. I don't know what works for you, but you know, we, I guess the idea is like, we experience it too. Yeah, for sure. Probably on numerous different levels than a client would, you know, mm-hmm. but it's, it's, it's real. And I get that, but we also live it too. And we make those decisions and we, we feel the effects of it thereof. You know, there's been times where I have hit that cancel button or I just haven't gone and done my workout. Like my whole like June was basically that just sending my programming back to my coach and being like, Hey, I haven't done anything. And I just can't, like, I cannot talk myself into getting in there in an hour when I've already been there for 15 hours. Mm-hmm. So it's real. I get it but it doesn't mean that you just don't stop trying like on the daily, you know, you gotta, you gotta have that conversation with yourself. And for me, it's okay. I'm going to punch book now and I'm going to get myself in that class. Cause then at least I know whoever's coaching it is expecting me to be there. And yeah, I'm like, I own the business. I'm whatever, but like, I'm still an athlete in that class at that time. And so whether it's you or Chad or Gail or whatever, like they're expecting me to be there and I'm going to do my best to get there. Well, and it's also, you're now taking up a spot in the exactly. class too, right? Yeah. So don't take that away from somebody else who would happily be here. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. absolutely. There. That's your soapbox speeches for the week. 
yeah, we're human too, you know. And that just puts me on a different kind of conversation. But a couple of weeks ago, I was doing the group workout here. I like at eight o'clock or eight thirty or something. I had like ten minutes to fit something in, and I was like, if I don't do it now, I'm not going to do it. So I did the group workout by myself while some people were kind of doing open gym things. And you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna share the story specifically, but like Cam walked in, and everyone knows Cam and Cam's voice and how like super aggressive he is. Did he yell at you while you were resting? (laughs) It was actually a funny story though. Like he walked in and I was like, Cam, I need you buddy. Like, cause I was struggling to get this workout done and it was a fast workout and like just doing it by myself in the 10 minutes that I had that I didn't want to be doing it. And I needed somebody to just be there for me, Mm -hmm. you know? And so I yelled at Cam and ironically he thought I was joking um, or that I think he thought I wanted him to come lift my bar for me or something. I thought, like then result was he thought I was joking and I actually did need him. So he didn't come over. Oh. <laughs> yeah. But like just going back to the point of the story was like, we're human too, right? Like we yeah. have those days too. And just come in, just come in. And I know that feels like the hardest thing some days, but you got to find some way to get yourself here. I always say, get yourself through the front doors and we'll do the rest. Well, and I think too, like when we see people's names on the list to sign up for class, we look forward to those people. Yeah, like totally. you guys showing up for class helps make our days better. Like we, we enjoy that. So we'll hold, we'll put that back on you of like, if you're signing up, we're expecting you to be there and we're looking forward to that time for you to be here. If you feel shitty walking in and I sense that and I can get you to leave smiling Man, I've done my job. Like that's, that's rewarding. Yeah. I was just gonna say that's the most rewarding thing. Cool. All right. There we go. This is a long one today. Was it was a good one. It's okay. We had some pretty important topics to cover. We did. So as always, we always give something at the end of the episodes that you know we want some specific feedback on. So if you have like a story, whether another member was involved or maybe a coach that crossed your path where you fell into one of these situations, you know, whether you were injured or feeling crappy, you know, or if something came up that you wanted to cherry pick, but came anyway, you know, share that story with us, whether it was someone else or a coach that helped you get there, or, you know, maybe it was a spouse or a friend or something like whatever, like we want to hear it, right. These, these stories and, and situations are important to reflect on and, you know, sharing that with us, just make sure that we know we're doing our job and, and we just want to hear it. Those are awesome stories to share. So, mm-hmm. um, you know how to get in touch with us, send us an email or share us a message on our socials until next time. We're almost 20% better. Ooh, we are, aren't we? <laughs>